Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. I wasn't for sure how I wanted to introduce you today. Wow. About why not? Trey Biddy. What What did he do? Well, no. Did he win an election? <laughs> or? a moment, uh, I, I got to believe, I, I didn't get a chance to check it to be for sure. Let me do this real quick. Yeah, there it is. Um Arkansas Daily by 247 Sports salaries for the new Arkansas assistant coaches. And I'm guessing that was authored by one Trey Biddy. It was sent out by Trey Biddy and authored by Trey Biddy. That may be the first time I've spoken myself in the third person. But, uh, (laughs) yeah. Finally found out. Yeah. Finally. We didn't realize they hadn't even made an announcement. That's that's old news, and they made the announcement today that they were hired. Isn't that something? The official announcement. Sam Pittman said something a while back. I mean, it was January 28th and 27th, I think, when the hires were were actually made, but yeah. uh, we were wondering because I sent out the Freedom of Information Act request. Um, <laughs> it's been a while ago, <laughs> so um, they made it official today. And then even on the contract, it says you know the original date is 28, 27th. But um, it's it, so they're. I mean, they're actually getting paid more than um, than Sam Carter and Jamal Ashley were uh, just initially. Uh, Demetrius Adams is making uh, $400,000. Jamal Ashley made 300000 And then Dominic Bowman's uh, getting three fifty, And I believe Sam Carter was at 300000 when he first came in and then got bumped up to three fifty dollars uh, the next year. So um, a little bit of an increase on, well, I mean, $150,000 increase from what those guys were, were paid initially. Um, with Adams, you know, it makes sense that he would get a little bit more because he does have the background on the, you know, the Power 5 level and, you know, at several schools, uh, whereas Bowman is, you know, comes from Marshall, Group of 5. So um, that makes sense in that regard. And then there's, you know, the, all the incentives that you get. You get $7,200 a year for a car allowance. You get... Uh, up to twenty-five thousand for ninety days of temporary housing and moving expensive. I, I, I don't know if it always gets up to that, but if I had that, I would tell somebody else. I've been through the moving process. I would tell somebody else, "Hey, I'm leaving for a week. Somebody pack all of it up. I've got twenty-five grand to spend here, and uh, and you move me. Um, I don't want to touch a single box if I can avoid that. So uh, that's nice. You get a country club membership either to Fayetteville Athletic Club." Um, Fayetteville Country Club or Paradise Valley Athletic Club. And um, what else do you get? Uh, $2,000 in Nike Elite. I guess that's just your extra gear that you get. And, of course, there's all the other um, bonuses, three-month salary for winning the national championship, which I guess a month, if you're on Adams's salary, is basically $33,000. So, um, you know, a month's salary for making it to, you know, one of these – 
upper tier, like a citrus bowl, uh, I believe it's that's one month salary. So that's a lot of incentive um, to hit that, and then a three month salary for winning the national championship, you know, so on and so forth. One point seven five month salary, and all that's non cumulative. It just you know it keeps adding all together. So I guess the maximum you would get would be three month salary as a bonus if you won it all. Wow. Well, I, I knew you would be excited about it. I, you know, I started to play Hallelujah or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just happy for some football news. I mean, my wife yeah, was, I was like, hey, I got to go. She was here, and I was like, I got to go. And, she, and then I, I came out, I was like, yeah, salary information came, finally came out. She goes, was it good news or bad news? And I was like, well, it was just news. <laughs> it was just, it was something. <laughs> got to get it on the website, honey. I'm sorry. This is, yeah. got to go. Got to go. But uh, it is now officially done. So I, I guess now the next thing that you've got to accomplish is, as we talked about on the program yesterday, is that uh, you're going to get the um, um, at least one-on-one with Sam Pittman. Be nice, <laughs> but uh, I don't know when that's happening. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to to send that request out. I know I said I would, but uh, surely we'll get something. I've got to imagine the next thing. You know, maybe tomorrow or wait a day or so or maybe early next week or something, we'll get something on Kendall Bryles and then something pretty soon on Pittman. That's that's how I would guess it would go, and then maybe we'll get an opportunity to speak to him at that point. But I, I would just be surprised with all this contract stuff up in the air right now if there's any concessions made for media availability until they get it all, you know, finalized. All right, this from uh, our Asher Record Service company, Life in Feedback. John says, please ask Trey who he thinks will leave first, Odom's, Odom or Browse? Who would leave first? I guess it just depends on which opening uh, was out there. I don't know that Odom is in a rush to just take a head coaching job, you know. Um, I think for him it would have to be the right job, probably uh, a power five type of deal or, um, you know, a really well-regarded group of five team. And, you know, Bryles, um probably more willing to go for a, um, a group of five job, you know, if it was a head coaching position. I don't know that either of them, and I know that Bryles' name came up with a lot of, you know, vacancies, but I don't know that any of them would just jump to, you know, take another coordinator job. Now, they might if it's, Oh, I don't know. If Alabama offered Kendall Browse offensive coordinator job, he might take it. But uh, aside from, you know, from that level, then I don't know that he would just jump at that right now anyway. You know, um, I, I do know that Kendall loves it here. Um, he, his family loves it here. Uh, I, I know that he, you know, Arkansas and, and Texas where he was, you know, born and raised are the, two states that he could see himself living at, you know, long-term. Um, yeah, I know he wants to be a head coach too. I know, he, you know, he'd probably like to be the head coach at Arkansas way down the road whenever Pittman retires. I'm sure that's, you know, probably crossed his mind, probably Barry Odom's mind too. So um, as far as who would leave first, I think it just comes down to what, you know, what opportunities are out there. How old do you know? How old his kids are? Doesn't he have like three kids? Kendall. Kendall Bryce. Yeah, he's got. Um, 
not sure how old all of them are. I know the, the, the son's pretty young, though. I mean, he's early elementary school, I would assume. I mean, that's hard on the kids to keep moving. Yeah. Especially. Well, I mean, it's the it's the coach's life, especially. I mean, yeah. if you're Kendall Browles, you you know your kids <laughs> haven't known a whole lot differently, um, because you know he's gone from Baylor to um, FAU to Houston to um, Florida State to Arkansas. You know, this is the the longest job that he's had since he was at Baylor uh, working for his dad. You know, so they've. <laughs> They've moved around quite a bit, quite a bit. And that's why I'm saying I, I would think he'd want to, unless it's just, you know, the right job. Yeah. That uh, he's making good money. His, his family's happy. He's happy here, uh, there in northwest Arkansas. So, yeah. you know. And I don't really, you know, Kendall and I don't talk outside of, you know, a press conference or anything like that. But, I mean, they're in this community, you know. I know people who – you know, know his wife, know his kids, you know, I have friends that have friends that, you know, or I have friends that have kids that know his kids, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're just, they're in the community, you know, it's, it's, you you don't, people don't think about all that kind of stuff, you know, when it comes down to moving jobs and all this stuff. And, um, but, uh, you know, in the same way with Odom, I, I wouldn't say I know as many people who know, you know, the Odoms, but, for some reason, I, I seem to know a lot to know the, the browsers. Well, you're a little bit closer to your age. Um, Probably so. I don't know. Odom's my age. may make a difference. No, Odom, Browse is younger than me. How old's hmm. Barry Odom? I'm 44. I would think he's mid-50s. Oh, I don't know no. that he's that. I no, think he's, he's upper 40s. I'll, I'll check here. Okay. I, I, I mean, I've You're just thinking that because he's been a head coach. He's 45. Right. Yeah, so he's 45. Okay. Yeah. Odom. Hmm. Okay. Okay. There you go. So Kendall thing. is 39. There I knew he was young. Yeah. yeah. Didn't realize he was that young. I figured he was at least over. Well, okay. He's getting to be about the age, though. I mean, like if you're a, you know, if you're a hot shot young coach, mm-hmm. That's you know, right. You start, I mean, there are guys that, like, you know, McVeigh's 36, you know. Ridiculous. Uh, Lane Kiffin was 31. Yeah, yeah, Lane Kiffin was 31 when he got his yeah. head coaching job, yeah. uh, first one with the Raiders. But um, for most most coaches, you know, ascending through the ranks, um, if you're a hot shot young coach, about 40, 42. 41 to 43. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that seems to be about right the, the yeah. range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Burrell's philosophy was he wanted the best 10 years of a coach's life. And so he, he yeah. figured that window started anywhere from 38 to 42. And he also felt like a coach, by the time they hit 50 or 51, didn't have as much energy. Now, I think that's changed some because I think yeah. there's more energy in people now in their 50s. Uh, and we're seeing coaches. I think Nick Saban still has pretty good energy at 69 or yeah. so. I guess he he's just turned okay. 70. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being 50 may be different now than it was. But, yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> um, I, at the same time, you know, I mean, Bobby Petrino was probably pretty late um, in terms of, you know, being a guy with, um, you know, who was, you know, viewed as a great offensive coordinator. He was pretty low, late to the uh, the head coaching game probably. I mean, he what 
mid-40s or so, I guess, so just a little bit. But he was 50, I think, when he um, got the job at Arkansas. Gosh. He didn't look Younger than Sam Pittman was. Yeah. He just turned 60, yep. didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which yeah is he was, Pittman was real late to the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, Trey, what else is going on uh, in the world of hogsports.com? Because, you know, I, I kind of challenged you yesterday to come up with some um, interesting topics <laughs> because people are always complaining that we're taking up your time with trivial things. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it feels like in a little bit of a way I would just be kind of coming up with clickbait stuff. We've been working on our our previews for, you know, position groups and stuff. We've done all the offense so far, including a really long breakdown on the offensive line. And um, I started on defense yesterday, started out with the linebackers and just – you know, how much they've lost when you look at the tackling numbers. And, um, you know, there's just not – there's not a lot of depth at linebacker when you – I mean, you, you get Drew Sanders in, you got bumper pullback, that's great. But, you know, finally there's a clear path for Andrew Parker to playing time, and he leaves. And I'm not sure what he's doing. Somebody said Middle Tennessee State. I don't know if that was official or, or not. I went into his Twitter profile, and it says it's got on the – the super photo, the big photo, it's got NFL draft on there. So I know he's graduated, but I don't know if he's getting drafted. But uh, I don't know what his future is. But um, it seems like it would have been a good opportunity for him to stick around and play some. Um, you know, Christopher Paul Jr., probably out of the young guys, would be the guy that you would expect. Marco Avance, a bit of a mystery because he's probably been injured in the year that he's been here more than he's been healthy. Um and then you got some, you know, early enrollees, all three linebackers. Uh, Manny Powell is going to be uh, – he's going to be out because he tore his ACL during the season. But Jordan Crook and Caden Henley. So that's an interesting group because, um, you you know, we're so used to seeing that trio of linebackers out there, and there's just one of them. Um, Quincy Rhodes obviously committed, um, who plays linebacker in high school. But he, he, he'll be an edge guy at Arkansas at 6'6", 250. But he was a commitment yesterday. Arkansas is up to nine commitments there, which has never happened, at least. We can't remember when it's happened that they've had that many by uh, mid-February. Uh, last year they had four at this time, and now they have nine. And Danny went back ten years. And, you know, obviously recruiting gets faster and faster every year, so you wouldn't expect to go, you know, farther back and find that many commitments. So that's pretty unique the way that they've got things done. Arkansas is – you know, number three in the country right now. Quincy Rhodes is, um, let's see, I think they've got four, five, four four-star recruits, I think, that are committed right now. Three of them are tight ends. Quincy Rhodes is one of them. So um, terrific start to recruiting. And then aside from that, it's a lot about basketball. Um, we were today just, you know, going over with Curtis, just kind of outlining the plan for, you know, him going to Tampa to cover the SEC basketball tournament and uh, looking at flights and stuff. When do we book a flight? You know, because Arkansas, they're sitting there, uh, what, number four right now. They've got a couple games cushion, two or three games cushion. And we're kind of talking like, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens this weekend against Tennessee if they pull that off. LSU's got a game against Kentucky still, so if they pull that off, maybe we'll go ahead and book the tickets. That's <laughs> so, a Friday. Uh, get there. That's a Friday yeah. game. Yeah. Right. So we would book the tickets for Thursday, but if something happens and there's like a collapse, then you know you mess up and you book a ticket for Thursday and you need to be there Wednesday for a Thursday game. So 
uh, we're just kind of watching that situation. But, yeah, we're start talking, you know, we're talking tournament stuff, you know. Um, so that's where our eyes are. And, and the cluster coming up. I mean, like we talk about there's not a whole lot going on right now. You know, we had a little bit of news today and yesterday. But, I mean, it's about to – the cluster is about to happen. Uh, that's what I always refer to it where, you know, baseball starting up this weekend. They have mm-hmm. a series got Tennessee in town for basketball. We're looking, I mean, March is right around the corner, March Madness. Spring football starts on March 13th, and it is just a total, the three-sport cluster. And for me, you know, trying to manage our team and who goes where and, you know, who covers what, it becomes a lot. Um, So uh, it's brief, but it's very intense, and it's coming. Well, speaking of Tennessee, we talked about this earlier. There is a red out uh, this Saturday, and Arkansas received permission from the SEC, and uh, I guess you can say permission from Tennessee to wear red uniforms. Eric Musselman mm. has posted that on uh, fa- uh, uh, Twitter, and then the question was asked, when was the last time the Hogs wore red at home? I was going to ask Rick that. He would know. No, I, I, I don't remember it. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Arkansas has worn um, oh, the shade of gray that they wore for a while. They've worn that at home. Uh, I think they even wore black at home one time. I... I, I don't have recollections. Some fan will. There'll be somebody will say, yeah, they did it against Georgia in 2002 or something. Somebody will have a recollection of that, but I do not have a recollection of Arkansas wearing anything but white. I think they've worn anthracite at home. They, I know they have on the road, and I think they might even have worn black jerseys once at home, but I don't mm. recall them wearing red Cardinal. Maybe one day for uh... – the red-white game or something like that in honor of Eric Musselman. We'll just do um, shirts versus skins or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. Now, did they also ask permission for the fans to rush the court if Arkansas wins? Well, Tennessee's not number one. They're good. Only teasing. Only teasing. There's no permission Uh, given. It's just the fine. Yeah, I know. Yep. All right, here is the answer according to hogstats.com. Okay, there you go. Now, hogstats.com is uh, the they source. They have lots of stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they do. Uh, he said, uh, in fact, he posted a picture. He said, by the way, here is a shot of Ricky Norton in Arkansas wow. wearing red at home versus Rice January the 2nd. 1983. I was going to say, that's in the 82-83 era. Yeah, how about that? Well, I certainly would have. Not that many of us have many recollections of games against Rice, so that's probably part of it. So when you think of great games of Razorback Pass, you don't think of those hog-owl shootouts. But to Mm -hmm. think that you would have a picture, though, that's what's amazing. Yeah, where'd they get that? I yeah. know the guy that does that, and he's relentless when it comes to – I've known him for 15, 6, 8 – I think 18 years. He's been a moderator on my board since I've been doing this. So um, I know him pretty well. He's uh, 
I mean, he lives for for historical data. Wow. Obviously. Amazing. You know, I wish I'd have known him uh, when I joined the athletic staff in 1970, July of 76, and worked on the basketball press guide for the first time. It did not even have sights of the games. Mm-hmm. So uh, you went back to the 23-24 season, I think was the first one. It just had scores, but it didn't even say where the games were played. Is that and, right? Yeah, so I had to research all that. And, uh, you know, there's I, I'm – I'm not perfect. There still could be a mistake or two in there simply because you're you're going back through. I went to the UA library, and I'm looking at microfilm, and golly, be glad for digital. Microfilm would give you headaches oh, man, after, I've been after, there. after a couple hours of that and doing research and everything. So uh, this guy obviously is brilliant, and he's I don't know where all his sources are, but yeah, to come up with a picture like that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah that microfish is torturous. Oh. I, made the mistake of uh, in eighth grade I did a science experiment on um, crime and the phases of the moon <laughs> I had to go back and look at all the police reports from you know the last year oh, yeah. or so it was it was not not a, a fun undertaking headaches and nausea that's what it caused yeah, yeah. crazy alright Trey we will talk with you tomorrow that is Trey Media right, being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service